Welcome back to Moneyline Madness, episode 46. Yes, episode 46. I am Matt Sherrico, here with my co-host Andy B. Andy, how we doing? We got a very special episode today. Oh, it's one of the best days of the year. It's NBA free agency. It's, I mean, they're the only league where the first couple days of free agency are free agency. It's the, it's really after, after Monday there won't be much, but it's the the time being after six o'clock today. Really, a couple hours before six o'clock. It's it's sometimes better than the season. So it is a very enjoyable time. There's always drama. And really, the drama started yesterday. It actually started like a week ago, but it, we really saw it come to fruition yesterday. Yeah, we've been cooking up uh, a lot of NBA drama as of late. If anyone hasn't seen yesterday, DeJounte Murray finalizing a deal to get traded to the Hawks in exchange for Danilo Gallinari and then three future uh, future first round picks and a 2026 pick swap with the Hawks. So... How do you feel about that? Who was the winner and loser of that trade? Oh, well, the winner <clears throat> the winner is the team that gets the best player. It always is. So it's obviously the Hawks, but Danilo's probably going to get waived. That seems like the resounding expectation, and the Celtics would be a leader for him. We'll get to that. But, um, yeah, I think the Hawks win the trade easily. That's that's. That's got to be because they they get the player now. You know, those picks might not work out. We all know DeJounte. I think he fits pretty well with Trey Young. I think it's a bit of a gamble to put them him with John Collins, too. I think they'll still probably shop John Collins. I don't know if it'll happen, but they definitely have a good team, and they're definitely going to be a playoff team this year. But I, I don't know if they win the East, if they I have a team say, that can I win just, the East, but I, I do think they're a good team. I can't see them legitimately contending. I think that they have a good enough team to make the playoffs, but right now, when you have two defensive liabilities in your backcourt, yeah. in at point guard and shooting guard with DeJounte and Trey Young, I just don't know if I trust that going up against a guard, like a team like the Bucks, who's coming at you with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton at their yeah. one and two. You have no, literally nobody to defend those guys. And yeah. that's not even talking about Giannis. So yeah. I think that they have a good squad, but I, it doesn't really move the needle to me enough for them to be really scary like that. Yeah, you have to look at the competition. Are they better than Philly? No. Are they better than Boston? No. Are they better than Milwaukee? No. Are they better than Miami? They're probably about even with Miami, if I had to guess right now. And they're not better than Brooklyn. So they're probably a fifth or sixth seed at this point. But I think for the Hawks, that's pretty solid. For right no, now. Yeah, I mean, they're looking at it as they just got to the Eastern Conference Finals two seasons ago. Yeah. They just added another piece. So I, I could see where they're coming from, but I do think it was somewhat of a slight overpay. I think DeJounte's value was at its literal peak right now. I, so, the Spurs always do it right. They knew when to trade him. So I'll they knew. Him yeah, they've been, they've been sitting on that for a little bit, and they knew this was the right moment, and they were able to get a nice haul. Three first-rounders and a pick swap. Sounds pretty good to me if you're a rebuilding team. And going into next season, they obviously want uh, Wenambaya or Wenambaniana, whatever this kid's name is, the seven-footer yeah. from uh, from France. Yeah. So they're going to be tanking expeditiously, literally, as yeah, the season starts. They're going to be still losing. A, there's still a few people on that team that I think could interest people. I think Keldon Johnson could. I think by the time he's in his prime and making getting paid – I think they'll probably that'll be around the time they'll start winning. So I don't know if he'll still be there at that point. I think 
he has pretty decent value as well. Danilo, like I said, he's getting he's most likely getting waived. Um, Pop is they're getting into a complete rebuild. Pop's probably got one year left. I mean, we've been saying that for five years now, but Pop's got one year left. So yeah, it's um I San Antonio had a great run of uh championships. So a this is a rebuild. Basketball. Yeah, they they need to just tear it down, and it looks like that's what they're doing. They're just yeah. bringing everything down right now, and they're just going to go through the draft and see if they could build that way. Because right now, obviously, nobody nobody's going to San Antonio as a free agent, so no. it is what it is. Yeah, I don't well, I, I don't think that I don't think uh, that was ever a free agent destination. That's no, nah, sure. <laughs> it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. But it is what it is. So we got the Hawks make that was the biggest splash. Truthfully, the Hawks making that move yeah. for DeJounte. Um, then so we far. go over. Here's another kind of one of the biggest marquee free agents, James Harden. He opts out of his deal yesterday, uh, says that he is going to decline his player option and that now he's going to re-sign on a more team friendly deal with the Sixers. So very interesting that we're seeing Harden actually take somewhat of a pay cut in order to build something. But I think that he's kind of realizing maybe his championship window is coming to an end and his time as an elite player in this league running out. Yeah, this is he's made the money. He doesn't need the money anymore. Um, he's an elite player whose window is closing. He's getting, he's 33 years old. I'm looking here. It says 32.8. So he's almost 33 years old. Um, yeah, he doesn't need the money like that. He probably makes, he probably makes up for what he's going to take in a pay cut and endorsements anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Um, and I think that's a team player. You don't see that much in the league right uh, nowadays. Obviously with that, I think they're going to, they're going to get PJ Tucker. Who's going to make a big difference. I watched him face. Jason Tatum, he made Jason Tatum's life miserable. That's definitely something they want to have happen. And he could probably guard up KD decently, too. So I think that's you look at your competition, you need what you need. And he's helping him get in. I give him a lot of credit on that. I know a certain point guard he played with that would certainly not do that. So No, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> Philly, I don't think is going to see. It's tough because I look at teams like. Celtics, I look at teams like the Bucks, and I'm just like, who is going to beat them next year? You know, like even then, I don't see the Sixers being able to compete on that same level with you guys or with Milwaukee. Like, I don't know. There's just a level of dominance and eliteness that I just don't see the Sixers hitting. They need prime Harden, and I don't think they're going to get that. So that's that's the problem. If they had a prime Harden and and Bead along with Maxi, PJ Tucker. You know, they need three-point shooting, and that's P.J. PJ, PJ Tucker can shoot. But um, if they had more three-point shooting, definitely. But at this moment, if you just add P.J. Tucker, no, they're not competing with the Celtics or the Bucs. Yeah. So. so, I mean, we'll see from there. I mean, Harden averaging last season, 22, 7.5, and 10. Not exactly what you want to see no. from your number two option like that, especially if a guy James Harden's caliber were expected, you know, 30 points, eight assists, 10, pretty much a triple double. Harden was a triple double, basically night in night out type of guy. Um, So it's going to be a little uh, underwhelming if he can't come back to that after taking that pay cut. They said he's been in the gym. They said he's been working out harder than he ever has. I hope we see, we we hear that every (laughs) season. So I guess we'll see when it comes to James Harden. Yeah, well, we will definitely see. There's another guy who uh, opted out of his deal, which isn't surprising that he opted out, but it's more surprising to me that it looks like he's going to make uh, go look at his options a little more, and that's Bradley Beal. 
I thought when I saw the opt out, I re- I read the whole thing, the notification. I thought it was gonna say still intends on signing Supermax. It didn't say that. I think for the Wizards, you kind of have to look at it. This guy's spending the next couple days probably really looking at his options because he's not winning in Washington. We all know it. He's a lot like Damian Lillard in that way. Maybe he's trying to find his way out. Damian never has. I don't really know what options he has. I know what option he wished he had, but I don't think he has that. So I ultimately, I believe he winds up back in Washington for the Supermax, but I know he's spending his time looking at every option. Unfortunately, I just don't think there are many at this point. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't. The problem is he's a primary ball handler for the most part, and his usage rate is so high that the offense really needs to run through him. Mm -hmm. So then that brings across the problem. Can you win with Bradley Beal as your best player? I don't think so. I don't like I, I mean, it hasn't been proven in the past. However many years that he's been with the Wizards, they've stunk. So now it becomes a story of. Bradley Beal needs to be a number two or three on a contender. And at that point, does he fit our play style? And yeah. that brings us to what teams could possibly be in the the hunt for him. Maybe the Heat? That would, that would be the team. Because obviously, I think he wants to be a Celtic. I say that very cautiously. But it seems he's like brothers with Jason Tatum. So it, it kind of reached the point where I think everybody looks at it like he wants to be a Celtic. He doesn't fit the play style that well. And also, I don't think it's an option because I don't know how the cap works exactly. But if you're going to do a sign-in trade, you don't have to give value back, really. But you have to pay the person. And I don't think the Celtics can match that salary unless they traded Jalen Brown. And that, we've learned over the past few weeks, is not happening. So I that's not an option. The Heat definitely makes sense. I would think they could flip Tyler Hero to the Wizards in that, and that kind of flips, that fixes that, I would think. So I think that would definitely be a good option. But like you said, that doesn't really make them much that much better. That's why I I hate like looking at things like that because it just feels like such a negative way. But it really is. There's no worse place to be than stuck in the middle of the NBA. You know, you don't want to be the LA Clippers. Exactly. What they were for all those years. Seriously, when you're not getting good draft picks, but you're also not contending at the same Mm -hmm. time, like you're not pushing that same level of competition. I know Bradley Beal, it says right now, I'm looking at a bunch of different sources and it says all signs point to him re-signing that four year or five year, $248 million deal. Truthfully, that probably seems like the best bet for him right now. And then to just get traded off of that. But I don't know. I mean, I well, don't see a destination for Brad Beal other than Washington right now that's going to be fitting and giving him what he wants. Yeah, so I don't know. I assume he can just sign that Supermax in a sign-in trade. I would assume that's Not legal. the Supermax. He, it he would can. have to be a four-year. It would have okay. to be a four-year slightly under the Supermax. So that's really been his issue is does he want to go play somewhere and contend, yeah. somewhat contend, or take a little bit more money to be in uh, Washington still? Does he want to be James Harden here? Can would he? I think the the most I looked it up, the Celtics could offer is four for eighty five, and that's if they got Al Horford to take less money, which he would. Al's not getting his twenty seven million dollar salary. That's not happening. So, would he be willing to take that? I doubt it. Um, it 
it, it isn't a fit scheme, uh, scheme wise. That's football, uh, fit wise at all. But honestly, I don't think it matters with the Celtics. I think if you add Bradley Beal, you just went to the finals. I think that would probably still only help you. But at the same time, you kind of have to look at it as I don't think he's taking that large of a pay cut and he would. So I think all signs in my head point to Washington. But let's talk about somebody who might actually leave. Um, nobody. I feel like he's gone very far under the radar. And I don't know why, because he's probably the best free agent uh, that might actually leave his team. Uh, Zach Levine um, from Chicago, obviously. He made uh, 19 and a half last year. He's going to make a hell of a lot more this year. Where do you see him going? So I thought that he was seriously looking to resign with the Bulls. I had gotten reports the past couple days that they actually want to extend him beyond this contract alone. They were basically saying, like, we want you not only for this next three, four year contract that we're going to give you, but beyond that as like a staple of the Chicago Bulls, which was kind of crazy to me for yeah, a guy that that, that relies on his explosiveness and has a torn has torn his ACL in the past. You want to give him a promised future. Yeah, really. Like, I don't know. This isn't the MLB. Like, no, I'm this is not a 10 year contract yeah. to, to Zach Levine. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, but. Right now, we're seeing the deal on the table for with Chicago is five years, a max contract worth two hundred and twelve million. So, I mean, it does. It seems like why would this guy leave? You know, he's making two hundred and twelve yeah. million on a team that just did make the playoffs. I know the Bulls aren't really contenders in the same way that you know the Bucks, Nets, Celtics are looked at, but they did make the playoffs and. They just added DeMar DeRozan this past season. They traded the, the whole future for Vooch. And I True. mean, like, <laughs> what are what are we doing here if you lose Zach? I don't know. Yeah. I With, just don't think the options are out there. The unfortunate thing for him is he's in a free agency year where there is really no free agency. Nobody has cap space. Nobody it didn't go up enough to even for the top teams to be affected. So, yeah, I don't nope. think he leaves either. I just said he would because I honestly... Of the other guys, it's it like I said, not a good free agent year for anybody. That for the teams, it's not good because the players aren't that good, and for the players, it's not good because the teams just don't have money. Like we said, we said before we started recording, there's three teams with max slots, and nobody wants to play for the Pistons. So yeah. you're either a Nick, and there's nobody worthy of getting there. I want to know why the Knicks aren't at least talking to Zach Levine though. I, I think I he mean, sh- I he would fit New York. In my Maybe, eyes, but. like, at, at the same time, I think that they know he you can't win with him as your one or two. And being that we have such a, a wing cloggage right now between you have RJ, Fournier, Reddish. Now you um you have, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Oh, Quentin Grimes, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Quentin Grimes as well. We want Obi Toppin to get some more minutes, preferably not at the five. <laughs> so it just, it makes it tough. It really, I don't know. Yeah. It's really hard. I'm seeing right now. Obviously, people are throwing in the Lakers as a, a team. I don't think that's going to happen. That's no, out the window. That'd have to be a sign and trade with Russell Westbrook. And I want to be very, very clear to the Lakers: stop dangling him trade room him in trade rumors. Nobody's taking that contract. Maybe the Hornets because I heard they would want him. But like other than that, there's not a single team. So I I don't know. Yeah, I I see right now something that intrigues me a little bit the Mavericks as a possible possible destination for Zach Levine. Now, a, ma- a pairing of him and Luka, Luka has needed that second fiddle for a while yeah. now. 
So that would really yeah. intrigue me. The only problem is that Zach Levine's defense isn't stellar. Um, no. So him and Luca is somewhat of a tra- two traffic cones on defense. But I mean, if you're surrounding him with the right guys, Reggie Bullock, three and D guy, Dorian Finney-Smith, mm-hmm. three and D guy. If they're bringing back Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, I'm comfortable with that. So I think if he was to head out, I feel like the Mavericks are a fantastic landing spot and that bolsters them up to a legitimate threat in the West when they just made the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I feel like every free agent, one of the first teams I think about, every person that's made available is the Mavericks. I think of, like, their fit with Luka. Like, because they're going to lose Jalen Brunson, it looks like. I don't think that's as big of a deal to them as everybody thinks it is. I'm not really on the Brunson train in terms of... Thanks for that. No, I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, we'll get to him. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not on that train, but... I think it it'll if they can upgrade. I don't really know who's available that is, but I definitely think Levine would be an upgrade. I I don't know how the money would work. I, I like I said before we started, it's not for me to figure out. Uh, maybe one day, but we'll we'll definitely see that. Uh, if Levine considered Dallas and they could make it work, that team would be that would be stellar. scary. That would be really scary. And if I'm Zach Levine, I that's really the only other place that I'm looking. Because on this list that they they have the Hawks as a possible destination, you could that's knock not, that off. Yeah, now. that's not a destination. Um, this other report I'm looking at had the Blazers. You could knock that off. That just why would he like, go there? Why it would doesn't... he go to Portland? It doesn't, you know, doesn't fit. But so it's looking like either Chicago staying with the Bulls or heading to the Mavericks because, dude, the Mavericks that would really that's intriguing me more and more by the minute. Truthfully, yeah, people don't understand how tough the West is going to be next year. Because the number one team that just won the finals is only going to be better because they're getting Wiseman back. So, yep. yeah. And I mean, I guess we'll stay on the topic of the Mavericks while we're here. Losing, like you had mentioned, yeah. Jalen Brunson, their oh, starting yeah. point guard for more than half the season with Tim Hardaway being injured. Um, looking like my New York Knicks are going to be offering Jalen Brunson a contract about 25 to $27 million a year. Um, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, it's going to happen. That's looking like it's, it's going to happen. I, I question it. I said this, he averages 11 points per game in his career. I want to be very clear. And I know the other day, everybody talked about Terry Rozier's contract and, and you got to understand where the Hornets were at that point. Right. The Hornets were losing their franchise guy. They needed to replace him immediately. And they did that. The Knicks, on the on the other hand, they're not really in a position to be adding a free agent like this. That if he doesn't move the needle like a top guy, like if KD was made a free agent right now, you're on him, right? You give him everything he wants. Moving the, pretty much moving mountains to get Jalen Brunson to me, just seems so. I don't even know the word. It seems so odd to me. It just doesn't move the needle enough to be working this hard to get him. So I well, I don't know. It's clear he's going to be a Nick. I, yeah, it seems like they're going to be giving him a slight overpay. And honestly, at this point, I, I've been just trying to accept it more so than anything because it's inevitable. They have Julius Randle on somewhat of a team-friendly deal. So, like, I guess that makes up for it slightly. But when it comes to giving Brunson just 25 to $27 million, I – it's really hard to yeah. 
find a reason. <laughs> like, I think yeah. he's a great player right now, and he's proving himself as a better and better player in this league. And here's the stats of why the Knicks would uh, would be interested. So as a starter last season, in 61 regular season games, Jalen Brunson averaged 17.5 points on 59% shooting with four rebounds and five, and, uh, five assists. So with this kind of new role that he's found himself into, the Knicks are really looking at it as like, oh, with more usage and more time as a starter, this guy is proving to be a league-ready point guard, you know, an, an elite-level point guard. That's kind of what they're banking on. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I like the fact that in the two playoff games without Luka, he mm-hmm. put up 72 points on 27 yeah. of 47 shooting. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But I just don't know if you could give a guy this much of a bag for just like a little bit over 60 games and then what he's yeah. done, you know, as a replacement. I don't know. The, the issue I think people tend to miss, the Knicks aren't going to the finals. Like, like they're not, maybe they're a playoff team with him. Maybe they're a play-in team, whatever. But Brunson's never going to be your number one. And you saw him as a number two, really. Maybe, I mean, I guess that's who you would say. But... You saw him as a two, and if you ever go to the finals, he's probably going to have to be at best your two, at worst your three, I guess. But you saw him do what he can do as that, and it's not good enough. Granted, they went to the Western Conference Finals, but it was Luka. You you would need a guy like Luka on your team to make the finals, and that's just going to make Brunson worse. He showed that. So I think the overpay to me doesn't make sense. I really like the Terry Rozier comparison, honestly. They're in similar spot. They're in similar spots as Terry was. A backup point guard who had to play a lot because of an injury, and he got paid for it. Granted, I think the Rozier contract worked out in the long run, but at the time they were getting shelled because it didn't make sense. So you give him the contract, the money's not mine, so why would I care, right? But um at this point. In a few years, I think we'll look back on this one and say maybe it didn't it didn't go as badly as I expect, but ultimately it's it's still going to be an overpay for me. But also one more thing on him: Did you see where he's taking a meeting? He is taking a meeting with the Miami Heat. I find so, that incredibly interesting because they can clear money. I personally I, think I would actually be pretty happy if he ended up with the Heat. I'm not going to lie. No, I, I know like you. You don't great... seem to be completely on the. Brunson wagon. There's some people that are. There are a lot. Of, there, are, I wouldn't say a lot, but there are some people that are. And the the issue with me is that as soon as he faced an elite perimeter defense, we just mm-hmm. saw somewhat of a crumble. Not a crumble because he's played well and he was expected to do a lot more than he's ever been expected to do in his career. But I don't know. I'm just not comfortable giving a guy that much. Like you're putting so much pressure on Jalen Brunson to come into New York. Mm-hmm. And be even better than his best form of basketball this past season. Yeah. Like the expectation is just too high for me. And Lee, like what Leon Rose is doing right now, I just really I don't know. You have eleven first round picks in your arsenal. We need to start wheeling and dealing if we want to yeah. build the future. I, I get not being on the Dejounte Murray thing, and the that's to fine. Be, yeah, that's to completely be and, fine. Yeah, and to be honest, the Donovan Mitchell stuff has kind of faded away. It doesn't seem like that's happening at this point. I mean, at any the thing about the NBA is we could get a tweet in five seconds that says Donovan Mitchell has demanded a trade. He'll be traded by tomorrow night. Like that's the type of thing that could happen in the NBA. Obviously, I just don't see that happening. If that was to happen, I would completely be on that, and I wouldn't even call. I would like ghost Jalen Brunson at that point. But um, to be honest, there's nothing out there. 
other than Brunson for them? Because if you're not going to consider one of the top guys like Aiton, which wouldn't make sense anyway, or Levine, then I guess it's settling really. But I don't know. It's so odd to me. I've never seen a player second round pick just so quickly get paid like this. That it's impressive. Like, good for him. Good on him. But uh, you want to hear my uh, my my dream scenario right now for the Knicks? Let if, me hear. Uh, so there's another free agent out there who I really have. I was talking to Corey a little bit about this, and it was actually originally the name was his idea, and then I started putting pieces together, and I was like, this guy, this is who I would rather have mm-hmm. right now. So going into next season, like we said, obviously the Knicks aren't winning anything. So if Jalen Brunson has that meeting with the Heat and he decides, hey, I actually want to contend next year, I'm going to stay, I'm going to go to Miami. I think a perfect fit for the Knicks, the point guard out there right now, Ricky Rubio. Uh, I was looking at somebody else, but okay. Keep going, keep going. So Rubio obviously coming off of the ACL tear, so it's going to be a little bit of a, a stretch getting him back in. He would probably be good to go around Christmas time-ish uh, come the fall. Um, but the Cavaliers loved having Ricky Rubio on their team mm-hmm. at the time, and he was leading those young guys, kind of being that veteran that they needed. And as a point guard, that's exactly what the Knicks need. They need a veteran that can distribute and get RJ the ball, run the offense through mm-hmm. RJ, give Julius the ball in the post, run a pick and roll. We're not asking him to do too much, and his contract would probably wouldn't be too inflated. The guy averaged 13 points, six and a half assists, and four rebounds a game. It just seems like that's a for somewhat of similar statistics. I feel like you're getting a massive pay decrease when you go with Ricky Rubio instead. Of no, yeah, you are in that at that point, it would be probably like two years. I want to say 15, maybe in that range. At Bro, like pull the eight and a half a that. year. I don't know, seven and a half. But if you're going to lose him for half the season, it's got to be a two year deal. But uh, there's somebody I you you were saying point guard. And I was like, is he about to say what I was looking at? Um, Rubio was uh, um, kind of a mentor to this guy. And he's this guy's kind of lost in the middle of nowhere right now because yep. his team has a good point guard now that's young, which was odd when they drafted them. Uh, Colin Sexton, nobody's even talking. He's restricted, so yeah, it's it's. I guess they can match anything, but they're not matching anything in the the eighteen to twenty million range. And we've seen point guards get overpaid. He's got the explosiveness to be a really good player for you. If you're gonna overpay for somebody, I'd overpay for Colin Sexton. To be honest with you. He's a young talent, so that definitely is intriguing. The only problem with me is his health concerns. He is coming yeah. off of that torn meniscus. Obviously, like I said, Ricky Rubio has the torn ACL, yeah. so that's whatever. But Ricky Rubio has been in the league for a decade now. It's Colin Sexton in his first few years. I think he has had a couple ankle injuries, mm-hmm. so this meniscus now on top of it. But he's a high-usage guy who averaged 24 points per game in 2021, and I mean— the only problem with him is really just that he's a ball dominant point guard. So if you mm-hmm. want your point guard to be a scorer, then you're going, you're going Collins. Oh well, yeah, that, that's because Rubio is a passing. Just I think what did he break the record for single season assists? What was he broke a record in Cleveland? I don't remember. Maybe it was um he's on the five thousand assist thing or something. He's well, just, I remember he hit eight three pointers against the Knicks, and yeah. that was more than he's ever hit in his yeah. life. So that yeah. was pretty Certainly. interesting. So it, a lot of guys do that against the Knicks. Don't you worry. It'll happen that, next that year. Happen. They'll find a way. They will find so a way. I, we had a, a list of free agents. I don't know if I had mentioned this guy. Unfortunately, now it looks like it's a wash. Um, we're not going to really talk about his 
issue. It seems as if Miles Bridges won't be playing next year. And we hope the best for everybody in the situation, obviously. I had him going to Detroit. Um, that doesn't seem like it's happening anymore. I don't so really how, know what's happening. Okay, so I, I did see the headline last night. Is it was it bad. bad that he's going to be? He's, yeah, he's it's pretty cooked. bad. What happened was bad, yes. So we wow. obviously we wish everybody the yeah. best in this situation. But Jeez, that's scary. Um, I, I mean, I, yeah. could he have chose a worse time the night before free agency? Like, I don't know. Couldn't have gone worse. It could like, not have been worse. And we, wow. uh, it was a lot of people cooking people on Twitter because I saw somebody subtweeted it. First thing they said was, "Man, this guy uh, lost the bag," and everybody's like, "Well, that doesn't matter right now." But it's part of it. I mean, it is part of it. Guys, the night before free agency, he's arrested. Unfortunately, he turned himself in. But um, yeah, we hope everybody's okay in the situation. I had him going to Detroit. Um, I have somebody else going to Detroit now. I think Detroit just because they have that max slot. They know they can change somebody's life here. So I think they're getting Aiden now. Interesting. Well, I, I think Aiden's a good move for them. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And they would have a nice young group at the at the five between him and Duran. Um, Aiden, he's only 23 right now. Mm-hmm. And obviously, number one overall pick. So there were a lot of expectations on him. It's looking yeah. like the Suns can't give him really anything. Like, at well, all. Well, here's what I'll say. He he didn't live up to expectations as number one, number but he's one, a sure. great player. Like, you got to look. I mean, everybody kind of looks at the people that were drafted behind him, and that's fair. You can look at that, and but that happens every year, right? Like, everybody uh, shits on Lonzo and Markel Fultz because of who was behind them. If this was a, if it was a terrible draft, nobody would care, right? But he was, yeah, he was drafted in front of probably a guy who might go to the Hall of Fame. I I get it, but. You have to look at it as he still was really, really good for them. So give it, letting him walk here, I don't think is the right move for Phoenix. But it seems as if that's what they're committed to. That's what they want to do. So they don't think he's tough enough. That's fine. You cannot think he's tough enough. You drafted him number one. He was in your hands. That's on you. That's not on him. You can't. Listen, you have to be a part of it. But it's also on you at the same time. So I think they mishandled him a lot because they treat him kind of badly because they regret the pick. And I would, too. I I get it. But, yeah, I think this is a it's tough to let a number one pick go. And he's he's really just scratching the surface of being really good. Like, so does this take uh, Phoenix out of like title contention? I just I feel like who's their center. That's what I mean. Who's the center next McGee. You're going to start JaVale yeah. McGee running pick and rolls with Chris Paul. Like, it I just can't say it. They're, that, them signing Chris Paul to a multi-year deal to me never made sense. It just didn't. Because if you're going to sign that old of a point guard who you know is going to decline eventually, it's got to be for either less money on a multi-year deal or it's got to keep being one-year deals. And they decided to do this. They made their bed and they're laying in here. They don't have a center next year. If JaVale's their center, they might as well just get ready for the seven seed. Like, well, here's, it, here's my fun. thought. Here's my thought process. I know uh, I know this is a little bit of a fan bias maybe coming out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But all I'm saying is if the Suns are falling out of title contention. Devin next Booker year, to the Knicks. Next year's a downswing and a disgruntled star becomes available. I would give up four first round picks right now for Devin Booker. And I, I agree with talent. you. I 100% agree with you. I. Listen, that's I don't a guy know that moves the needle. I agree. I, I think that that's possible. They made the, the Suns made their bed here. Now, Chris Paul is going to be a free agent after next year. 
So they're going to have a lot of money. So do they replace him next year? The Aiton, Phoenix isn't really a destination. So at that point, I think it could be that uh, Booker really, the only option is him to get out of there because they won't be a winner. Like They're going to be caught in a situation next year when Chris Paul leaves. And they're kind of in it right now. Are they a title contender? No, they're not a title contender right now. They, they're they about to lose their center. And he's, he's he averaged a double-double in his career yeah. to this point. So I have heard that the Knicks are keeping tabs on the DeAndre Ayton situation, which is really interesting because they have centers. They ne- yeah. they just traded away Nerlens Noel to give Jericho Sims the keys as the backup center. They're going to give Mitchell Robinson a slight extension. Well, so I think that they're... Yeah. I think they're keeping tabs on it in case of Devin Booker. Yeah, that I, would be the thing they would be keeping tabs on, unless they're flipping Mitchell Robinson for uh, DeAndre Ayton, but I don't think that's happening. That They're keeping tabs on every situation right now. They're keeping tabs on Portland. They've got tabs everywhere right now, the Knicks, because they are going to have the open space. I don't know how much the cap's going to go up next year, but I assume it's going to be a lot. I know every... Every few years, it goes up a lot. I know in 2016, it went up like 32%. It went up 11% this year. You never know. Next year, they could sign a uh, they could sign a huge contract somewhere as a league, and the cap could go up 30% again, and then yep. we'll have a situation like so. You never really know what next year's cap space looks like, but if the, it seems as if the Knicks are going to have some. So, yeah, they're keeping tabs on every single star right now that – seems even the slightest bit disgruntled. And I know they've got tabs in New Orleans as well. So there you um, go. anybody else that you're uh, kind of intrigued about? Just a, a second. Nobody's talked about him. Thomas Bryant at 25 years old, hitting unrestricted free agency is really next level for him. Good on his agent. I don't know how they did that. Um, solid player too, but I, I assume he stays, but he's going to get paid because he was making 8.3 last year. Probably going to get a nice, uh, 15 maybe something like that yeah, kind of reminds me of when Mozgov hit free agency but maybe somebody won't overpay too much but yeah good on him so there's not really a great a great free agency this year but a lot of credit there I think uh, we probably see Andre Guadalla retire Ingles is hurt so yeah I'm looking at the list oh one more uh the TJ Warren is if he goes to the heat worst team chemistry and team in league history right Fights every day with him and Butler. That's what I dream. Yeah, of. I'm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's really not much going on with TJ Warren. I don't really know how to read him like that anymore. No, nobody knows how been, good he is. It's, like the, the guy is just a wild card. The last we saw yeah. him was the NBA bubble when he went seven and zero and then like was absolutely oh, yeah. dominating. So I don't know how you value him coming off of foot surgery and missing two seasons, but. I don't, yeah, like I have no, I like that's the biggest wild card free agent I might have ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of them. It's a, and like I said, it's not a great year, but it's a, it's a year of role players kind of. And obviously, as a Celtic fan, I've looked at the role players and I, I'm trading for somebody. There's not really anybody here that interests me. Maybe Avery Bradley as a backup, but other than that, I'm really not interested in everybody. I, I think by the end of the week, by the next time we're doing an episode, probably I would think Tuesday. I believe the Celtics will have a shooter that will make everybody say, okay, this team's ready to go. I got one for you. Who we got? Gary Harris. I like it. I like it, but I think he's going to make too much. That's the only problem. He made 21 last year. That's the issue. Okay. He would 100% be my guy. The unfortunate part is you you, you would need uh, where would he put? Orlando to sign and trade him, and I don't know if they would do that because they need to use the uh, the trade exception they got from Evan Fournier. Thanks for that, by the way. 
And um, that's at 18 million, 17.8. The only, the main guy that I've looked at, and I think I mentioned this, Kevin Herter. That would be my guy. He's a sharpshooter, defend, uh, decent defender, not great, but that'd be my guy. But by the end of the week, uh, we will see the Celtics with somebody. I know everybody okay. loves to hear the Celtics uh, talk on this. We're from the. We went to the finals. I'm allowed to talk about them, right? Yeah, you're talking we got shit, a chance. Bro. Talk your shit. I, we, I talked, respect we talked about Brunson. We talk about Kevin Herter now. So yeah. <laughs> Oof. Well, yeah, that looks like really all the intriguing free agents that we have. Uh, Montrez Harrell, he's in prison as well, so <laughs> that we're not going to be discussing him that much. Um, yeah, I mean. That's really it. Nobody really cares about where uh, Chris Boucher or Thaddeus no. Young are going like that. No. So um, I think that's going to do it for us today. I mean, that came out to so. a nice little free agency epi. I like it. Yeah. Obviously, today we're not going to be having any picks on the episode. But in case you guys are interested, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at ML Madness Pod. We're going to be dropping a couple baseball picks there tonight, giving you guys the best ways to win some money, as well as today's NBA Uh, free agency special so without further ado thank you guys so much for listening this has been money line man episode 46 thank you again and we will catch you in the next one peace go celtics